This is National Native News. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. The U.S. Supreme Court heard oral arguments Wednesday from parties appealing a Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals opinion that parts of the Indian Child Welfare Act are unconstitutional. Four attorneys argued for tribes and the federal government on one side and for states and non-Indian foster parents on the other. In advance of Wednesday's arguments, hundreds of organizations, tribes, parents, and other interested parties weighed in by filing friend-of-the-court briefs. Victoria Wicks has more. The long list of parties submitting friend-of-the-court, or amicus curiae, briefs on this case includes 497 tribes and 62 tribal and Indian organizations. They say ICWA protects Native children's well-being and preserves tribal nations. Another brief comes from Robin Bradshaw, a registered member of the White Earth Band of the Ojibwe tribe. She outlined her protracted legal battle in Minnesota to hang on to custody of her granddaughter. Another brief was written by a group of administrative and constitutional law professors represented by Dallas attorney David Cole. Cole said in an interview that there is sincere and compelling emotion on both sides, But the issue comes down to the law. Does the U.S. Constitution empower Congress to pass laws such as ICWA to further the United States' obligation to enforce treaties? There have been treaties made with Indian nations requiring uh, certain commitments towards taking care of children, the welfare of families. And pursuant to those treaties, Congress has enacted ICWA as something necessary and proper to carrying out the goals of those treaties. The other side sees it differently. The state of Texas and seven individuals argue that ICWA is unconstitutional because it discriminates against non-Indian adoptive or foster parents and allows Congress to commandeer the functions of state courts and agencies to carry out ICWA's practices. Supreme Court justices will settle the issue in a future opinion. For National Native News, I'm Victoria Wicks in Rapid City, South Dakota. Tribal leaders across the country are among those defending the Indian Child Welfare Act. Leaders of the Cherokee Nation, Morongo Band of Mission Indians, Oneida Nation, and Quinault Nation were among those to attend arguments at the Supreme Court in Washington, D.C. Wednesday. Leaders say the law keeps Native children with Native families. They're calling for the protection of ICWA to to make sure children are not taken away from tribal communities. Cherokee Nation Principal Chief Chuck Hoskin Jr. in a statement called ICWA a gold standard. He says the law has kept Indian nations whole and Indian children in tribal homes so they can retain their culture and identity. A number of Native organizations, legal experts, and child welfare advocates are also supporting the law. Redistricting in North Dakota had mixed results for Native candidates in this week's election. Newly redrawn boundaries contributed to the ousting of two Native incumbents. Democrat Richard Marcellet lost his seat in the state Senate after seven terms. He's the former chairman of the Turtle Mountain Band of Chippewa. The tribe has a pending legal challenge against the new district boundaries that split the reservation's voting power and combined it with non-tribal votes. Democrat Ruth Buffalo also lost her seat. She's a citizen of the Mandan, Hidatsa, and Arikara Nation and was the first Native American woman elected to the North Dakota legislature. A change to her district diluted the urban base in Fargo that initially put her in office. But a newly created district ushered in the election of Mandan, Hidatsa, Arikara Nation citizen Lisa Finley-Deville. She was elected in the district that now includes the Fort Berthold Reservation. Democrats will hold just 15 of North Dakota's 141 legislative seats.
I'm Antonia Gonzalez. National Native News is produced by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Make sure your holiday checklist includes avoiding the latest holiday scams. Scammers count on you being too busy and distracted to pay attention, so visit aarp.org slash holiday scams to get up-to-date tips on the latest scams. AARP supports this show. November is National Epilepsy Awareness Month. Did you know 1 in 26 people will develop epilepsy during their lifetime? Call 1-800-332-1000 to learn more. The Epilepsy Foundation supports this show. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.